Hello everyone, this is Darius from the Shot Caller, joined here by Froskorin, finally who's, who's joined us at the LEC after so many years <laughs> in China and who's doing a fantastic job. How do you like it at the LEC so far? Uh, it feels like a long time coming. I've been <laughs> hilariously like talking about transferring to Europe. It's probably been three years going on now and it finally just executed itself. So it's been a long time coming, super happy to be here and it's just been crazy fun. Any colleagues you already particularly like working with? Um, I think Dracos comes to mind, obviously. Uh, Dracos and I were friends before we both became shoutcasters and kind of went our different directions. Um, I was also one of my first casting partners, which was with Pyra, so mm. he was also a factor when I was looking at uh, the ULCS back then. I've always been on great terms with Martin, um, Andy, and Trevor, so pretty much the entire EU crew I've been very close to over the years. Now, how do you like the LEC so far? Because, you know, you come from a league where there's a lot of exciting, exciting fights and, you know, uh, a lot of great storylines as well, for sure. And, of course, the, the currently best region in the world. But you still made the jump. And how do you like it so far? Um, I think the LEC actually shares a lot in common with the LPL in terms of like its creativity and um, just the raw talent that its player base has because you're dealing with very large populations, you know, the Chinese po uh, population as well as all of the European uh, population. Um, of course, you're going to see an abundance of like raw natural talent. And so that's what's very exciting about this league is that even when our superstars tend to leave us um, towards North America and things like that, there's always someone who's hungry and ready to replace. Yeah, and that's uh, something that has happened in in, chi in China multiple times as well. Um, so, like, because I'm pretty sure at, by the time that finals last year happened, you already knew that you would join Europe if the timeline is correct. I was supposed to. Um, so low key, I was supposed to join after Rift Rivals. Rift oh. Rivals was my my goodbye to the LPL, which is why I did that finals cast with Papa Smithy and Atlas. Um, unfortunately, with like visas and things like that. Um, because the idea was is that I would almost join the ELCS for summer of last split, but again, some complications. We decided to push it back to 2019, and here we are. Oh, so like, what was it like watching finals, and you know, knowing that you you're kind of leaving your old region behind as they kind of make it to the very top? Um, it was frankly really bittersweet. Uh, more so again because like couldn't really communicate it on a broader sense. It was very kept hush-hush and internal. Like I think most people, even globally for our peers, like the North American casters um, and a lot of the European team didn't even know that I was transferring over that early. I think it was mostly like upper management and EU and then upper management and LPL. And then it was right before um, finals in LPL when it was announced that I would be leaving. Um, I fought really hard. No, first and foremost, how to say this, Raz 100% deserved to cast that LPL final, um, especially now it's kind of like the France English LPL caster. Um, I fought really hard to make sure that he casted it. It was bittersweet because I've casted so many LPL finals and knowing that that was going to be like my last one. So just kind of like saying goodbye to it. But um, I think Raz did a really phenomenal job and that the LPL is in really good hands with Clement Raz. Yeah, and I mean, always shout out to Raz, of course, always happy to see him uh, at international tournaments, always happy to listen to him, the, the resident uh, LPL uh, professional now, of course. Do you have like... You're obviously unbiased, okay? But there, there, there's, you know, there's always teams that you really like watching in particular. Do you already have one? Uh, yeah, and to be frank, I, I really don't care about uh, biases. I actually think it's totally fine if, um, 
you know, you know where Caster's bias is. Like mm -hmm. Monte Cristo comes to mind being like a KT Rolster fan. Sure. As long as you tell both sides of the story, um, I actually think you can get a lot of really good emotion and commentary. Uh, I was part of the Oceanic team before, you know, going over to Shanghai. Um, and I remember one of the first international finals I cast, it was against the Bangkok Titans and uh, Oceania. Mm -hmm. And I was casting with two Australian casters and we made a very conscious decision that, you know, even though Bangkok Titans won that uh, series, we gave them their dues, but it felt disingenuous not to feel bad for Oceania since mm. a lot of our viewers were watching it from that lens. So I definitely think that there's a, a balance as long as you're telling like the whole story and calling teams on their shit. Um, but I, I frankly don't shy away from bias. In terms of teams that I love in the LEC, I love teams that can play like one style and nothing else because I love the idea of like covering your weaknesses with something that you're really good at. Um, so I'm actually a really big fan of Misfits right now because mm -hmm. I think they, you know, smash people in 15 minutes and then have been unable to kind of like climb over that 20 minute mark. <laughs> um, but they're so good at it. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of Team Vitality. They remind me so much of LPL teams, um, kind of like that 51% mentality where if it's a 50-50, they believe that they're better players. And so it's never a 50-50. It's uh -huh. never fair for Vitality. They're the better players. They'll win, so they'll make the crazy plays. So like uh, you really appreciate you know the, uh, I feel like the the individual skill of players as well. Uh, what what's your take on on G2 then though cuz I feel like G2 is just the kind of the, the big brother of both of these teams right now. Uh, G2 are fun to watch but I kind of want to see them tested. Um, Caps is amazing to watch. Mechanically he is just so impressive. Uh, I haven't gotten to see the rest of the members really shine to the mm. same level because they haven't really been forced to. So I have a lot of questions about G2, but right now, again, I kind of said on the analyst test, I'm a bit bored with G2 winning everything. And frankly, I think G2 are bored with winning everything too. I mean, you can see it in some of their picks and the way they play. They're like, oh, this is solo queue, right? Game is fine. Karma top, Sejuani. Huh. <laughs> Shields for Wonder, hashtag Shields for Wonder. But yeah, that is just, uh, it's its irritating. I, I, I do want to see them challenged. Of course, we are going to see Vitality versus G2 later today. Exciting one for sure. And your prediction is with Vitality? <laughs> um, so I had to predict Vitality for Euphoria. That said, I also promised Yamato that I wouldn't doubt Vitality again because I doubted them the last time and they won. And so I'm like, <laughs> I won't turn on you. I'm with you to the very end. Um, how I actually see this game, like if Vitality win, what does that look like? It looks like G2 got cocky, overconfident, tried to make early game plays, and got slapped down in lane phase. Otherwise, I think it's a pretty easy G2 victory. I, I would I would be inclined to agree. Uh, same here, for sure. Uh, what do you make of some of the, the bottom team, team teams right now? Like, let's put Fnatic on the side right now, because, you know, that's a special case by its own. But uh, looking at Rogue, looking at now SK, Origin, you know, those teams, uh, some of them have shown great promise, uh, but they weren't able to, to execute on them. What's your, like, take on those teams? The fact of the matter is, is that, again, because of the population size and the uh, amount of sheer talent that the LEC and European teams have in general available to them, um, it's really easy to look at teams like Rogue, like Origin, like SK, and you know pick out like one or two pieces that are you know superstars in their own right. But unfortunately, because the league is so stacked, unless you have you know three, four, five really solid players, that's just the nature of how the league is going to stack up. I know it sounds like super biased and really like participation award. Everyone gets a blue ribbon if you're like, the league is stacked. But in all honesty, uh, this is a really competitive league from the top to the bottom, which you can't say about, I mean, I watch a lot of the LPL still. You can't say that about the LPL. LPL mm -hmm. is like five really good teams. And then it's just a bit of a, a fiesta right in the middle, whereas LEC feels like it has um, like three really strong teams, a bit of a drop off, and then a really meaty gap of mm -hmm. what I would call like mid tier teams. Mm -hmm.
Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to agree when we did like preseason rankings, especially of like top line and stuff. I was like, wait, these are really hard to rank, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, of course, one last question. Euphoria, you've taken taken over that segment um, after Deficio uh, left us. How have you been enjoying uh, the, the series so far? And, you know, tattoos, when, when's that going to happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, Trevor's getting that tattoo. Sorry, Trev. Um, uh, when I was talking about coming over, I knew that I wanted to do, you know, third-party content. That's one of the cool things about the LEC broadcast versus the LPL is you mm. have so many more resources because it is a primary language broadcast for the region that you're covering. So you just get more money, more access to tools. Um, we knew that uh, Martin was going to be, you know, taking a step back or it was kind of up in the air. And so it was decisions of, you know, if Martin stays and he gets to stay with Euphoria and then I would just join them and assist with that content product since he left. I decided to step in with Dracos. It was kind of the easy choice because I'd already had that built-in synergy with Dracos. And it also gave me the opportunity to uh, meet and really converse with a lot of the players. Over in the LPL, I can't talk to the players unless I have a translator and I kind of have to really rely on Clement or you know some of the other uh, Mandarin casters like Teddy and Remember. Uh, in LEC, I could just go to the pro players and be like, what do you think about that matchup? And it's great. <laughs> Yeah, that must be amazing as a caster because, you know, you have way more resources and that kind of stuff. But yeah, is there anything you would like to say to the European fans that have been enjoying uh, your presence at the LEC so far? Um, real talk. Um, I've really enjoyed the LEC fan. The atmosphere is vastly different than LPL. Um, I was actually, I was struck by stage fright uh, recently. I actually pulled myself from casting. I start casting again today, and again, today's games were actually supposed to be Vettius's. So because he got sick, I'm, I'm stepping in. Um, I've been, like, really taken aback with having a live audience because I've never experienced anything like oh, that. right, okay. So, like, even 200 people, that's... Because uh, yeah, yeah. I've never had my voice go out into a crowd. It's only right. been twice in my career that I've ever had that echo effect, and it's really thrown me for a loop. Like, my analyst desk is super easy because you're, like, isolated, you're back and away, and I feel like I'm on my groove. Um, casting, I know I can cast way better than what I've shown so far. Um, so I just really ask that the LEC team be a little bit patient with me. I'm just trying to like settle, get rid of the stage fright, and like find my groove. But it's been a bit of a, a bumpy road. I was really caught off guard with how much like having a live audience would really impact. Even with it's like only 180 people, you know, you can you can feel a difference for sure. Uh, and of course, lastly, a hashtag, your personal hashtag. What shall it be? Ooh. <laughs> Hmm, I don't know. Uh, hashtag... Uh, could you do something for me? Uh, I feel like it would have to be something about, like, European fangirl versus... That is actually very good. I, I think I would just go with European fangirl. Hashtag European fangirl. I like that a lot. Of course, your Reddit name for those that don't know. And uh, yeah, <laughs> very nice. Okay, thank you so much for scoring. Uh, this was Darius from the Shot Caller. Hashtag European fangirl. Girl. I hope you have a good day. See you guys Same then. Thing. <laughs> bye bye.